know both the objects and the meditating mind. So long as you notice what's happening in the mind, the workings of the mind, that's enough. If you were seeing it, it's enough. When the mind is finding things interesting, it means wisdom is already at work. When investigation happens, you're not just thinking about things. You're being aware. Megun made it to that. Chivu Abida. Chile Ashini, Singwezani, Yav. Questions are asked to give some impetus, some power to the observation, some sense of purpose. But if there is already a strong sense of knowing um, and being in touch with your experience, there's no need to ask questions. When mindfulness is truly continuous, investigation is already a part of the process. Because the mindfulness is continuous, the mindfulness will have already seen what happened before a significant, you know, something that you, um, that was brought to your attention more 
we'll have already noticed what happened before, during and after if mindfulness is continuous. So it's important for the mind to be ready, to be alert, awake, and continuously mindful. And also relax, and also it's important to be relaxed, which means that the mind is not straining or striving because of greed.
The nature of the mind and the body, Nama Rupa. Our view of them is to see their qualities, not to associate them with people. me, them, or anyone. Just qualities. When the mindfulness has gained momentum, sometimes see what happens when you Stop trying to be aware. And if there's momentum, you'll see that momentum carries the awareness forward still. The awareness is being aware on its own when there is momentum. We tend to think of intention as me. Um, we tend to think of putting in energy as my effort. I'm trying. But effort is not you. Effort is again the quality of the mind at work.
When you're doing something, you can be aware that you're doing something. So awareness and work can happen at the same time. Living with awareness means sitting with awareness, standing with awareness, going with awareness, working with awareness, while you are doing what you are doing. Don't let the awareness be forgotten. You will still speak and think and do, but we need to practice to bring mindfulness into all these activities. Do not let it be forgotten. Whether we're, say, walking or sitting, will the mind be in the same state? Will the same things be important for the mind? So when we're walking, the walking itself is happening. We don't need to be too concerned about how to do that. We need to be concerned about how to be aware. The awareness is important. So whether we're doing work or eating or drinking, how we are being aware, whether we are being aware, that's important to look out for. If we think something is important, our mind's attention will be, will be more with that, that which we think is more important. Thinking that something is important, just thinking our assumptions about it, sometimes not not even realizing we have an assumption about it, that's delusion. Understanding when something is important, that's wisdom.
when there is mindfulness we can because we see what's happening we can learn from from it we can then choose what adjustments need to be made when we understand So, Sierra believes that most of you will have developed quite a bit of momentum. The practice must feel quite established to some degree. And he also wants us to have some experience. So he would like from today for you to experiment with talking and being aware. This is important in our lives because we do need to communicate. With no mindfulness at all. Sometimes we are not skillful in our speech. Right speech is Right speech is a component of the Noble Eightfold Path. When we've said the wrong things, it brings a lot of agitation to the mind. When we've said things that we shouldn't have said, and the converse, when we don't say the things that we should say, there is agitation. But to recognize this and learn from it, mindfulness needs to be present. We speak, we try to be mindful as we speak, try to be aware and and slowly we'll learn. Learning is the wisdom, one of the wisdoms. When we speak too much, we're left agitated. When we don't say enough, we're left agitated. So we need to know what is enough, what is necessary.
interesting to be mindful when we're aware oh sorry <laughs> to be mindful when we're speaking so often noticing not only ourselves but how often speech is happening with no sense of what is enough just it's like a like freewheeling, whatever pops up, keeps going. So to be mindful when we're talking, we need to already have momentum before we begin talking. And then when we begin before we begin speaking, we can know what we want to say, how we feel. And then we start speaking, we can know the tone of our voice, we can know how, what we're thinking of saying, how we feel again. And that's not the only things that you can know when you're speaking. If you have a strong desire to convey something, there is eagerness, there is a great desire to speak out, then we can get carried away by that that thought and that speech. That We need to be careful of that energy. Watch it first. Why is it difficult to be mindful when we speak or to continue to be mindful when we speak? It's because so many things are happening so quickly when we speak. We think about what we want to say. We have ideas feeding our feelings and our thoughts, we pay attention to the person we're speaking to, and their views and all in the mix. And it takes a lot of skill to just be and know whatever you know and not get lost in all of that and just get sucked into that process. <laughs> We tend to also pay a lot of attention to the person we're speaking to instead of to ourselves. But if we put too much attention in one place, then it will be taken away from another. 
so too much attention with the other person and there's not enough attention to yourself. So we need to build this skill of how we can speak and know that we're speaking and how we're speaking. And that's possible if we're relaxed and not in a hurry to speak and not in a hurry to convey. There is something called force of habit, of circumstance or context. So if you were very diligent about being mindful every time you walked, every time you made a step, so every time your feet move, if you were del- very diligent about knowing that, then you'll find that when you start moving, when you start walking, your mindfulness will just pop up because that's what you've diligently tried to cultivate. In the same way, if we always try to set up the intention to be mindful when we speak and we, um, and we make the effort to be mindful again and again. If this is what we're diligent about, eventually it comes to the point where we speak and, and mindfulness is there. Here on retreat, we don't need to speak all day long. And he doesn't want us to lose the momentum of mindfulness, which we can lose if we're not skillful at being mindful of something that we're doing, like talking. So although you can speak at any time of the day, Seattle would like you to not speak for a long period of time, any time you speak. So to limit yourself to short little conversations, just to check in and practice being mindful while you speak. Very short. This is for training. This is to build habit. And so you're on retreat, so there's no need to jump into a natural conversation. Seattle suggests taking it easy and slow. Both of you know. Your purpose. So he says you can slow down, know what you want to say, know when you're speaking, take turns. And if you speak about the Dhamma, if you speak about your practice, and that also keeps you on practice in the moment. If you start speaking about yourself, 
be extra vigilant because we are most likely to get carried away when we speak about ourselves. The Buddha has said in the Satipatthana Sutta very specifically that when you are silent, know that you are silent and when you are speaking, know that you are speaking. So we need to put this into practice. If there is mindfulness throughout the time that you're speaking, you will find that you feel good after that. And if you're mindful every time you speak, you'll find that you feel more and more confident and sure of yourself. Even, even if you make a mistake in your speech, you know it and and you can learn a lesson from that immediately and decide how you want to would want to do it next time so that you're prepared. If there is a lot of reaction in the mind, your mind is very agitated, it's better to not speak and just watch the agitation and the reaction and um, calm yourself down first because 
if we speak when we're reacting, the tendency is to just shoot our mouth off. So we're practicing to learn how to only speak without defilement. That takes vigilance, some wisdom, willingness. All this we will learn. We can speak with metta, with karuna. It's not ideal to be speaking under the influence of the kilesa, under the influence of unwholesome minds. So now is the chance on retreat to take it slow and see how it goes um, so that you get a taste and feel for doing it at a measured pace um, and you can bring that practice with you back into your lives. We come on retreat to learn how to practice, how to meditate, how to be mindful. But the real place to put it into action, the real place that it's useful and has benefit is in our daily lives. Thank you for listening. 
To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.